I'm Graham Mack and welcome to the Pod 20. And on this week's show, Anthony Davis from 5 Minute News tells us about the news story he didn't cover, even though all of the big news networks led with it. You'll find out why I hate the hygienist more than the real dentist. And my special guests are Julie Fisk and Rebecca Black from Haunted AF. Now, you deal with all kinds of spooky stuff, including aliens. You're in Dallas. So do you cover conspiracy theories like the shooting of JFK? Oh, we'll deal with anything. Maybe not JFK so much unless you had something solid. Um, Just, you know... Right. We don't really want to talk about, we don't want to hear this, you know, rehash the same stuff that people have told, but, and that is something like, I would like to branch out a little bit. It doesn't just have to be a paranormal story. Just that weird thing where you're like, what the hell was that? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would love more of those stories. And I think like, we all have those moments that you just can't explain what happened. Like, we just got an article that was talking about the when Alexa says things to you that you don't understand. Yeah, she does it all Alexa- the time. Or she just goes <laughs> off on one and you turn around and, well, what's, what's, who pushed her button? Yeah. She's right. communicating. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, we would love more stuff like that. Like, it doesn't, you know, you can be haunted AF and it's not just about ghosts or UFOs. But, right. uh, but yeah, we'll take all of it. Good stuff. Well, coming up, I want to find out about the podcasts that inspire you. This is the Pod 20, which is heard on podcast radio on DAB in London, the home counties, Manchester, Birmingham and Glasgow, on demand in the USA at talkers.com, around the world on multiple platforms and as a podcast itself. Into the chart now and at number 20, Impausable with Logan Paul. The world's greatest, most thought-provoking, mentally stimulating podcast in the history of mankind. Hosted by a bunch of idiots. At 19, Anatomy of Murder. A murder case has many layers. The victim, the crime and investigation. To truly understand it, you need to dissect each piece of a tragic puzzle. 18, On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Jay's latest guest is Will Smith, who talks about owning your truth and unlocking the power of manifestation. Number 17, The Local Lowdown with Piper Terrett. Piper, one of the things you covered on your podcast was dentists. I went to the dentist this week and I don't mind the dentist, but I hate the hygienist. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I've never yeah. been bothered with the dentist. Now, I don't like the, you know, well, the dentist, no, I hate the hygienist, but I don't oh, mind God, the dentist. The passion. Well, yeah. the, the, I don't like being told off. And that's all that the hygienist know. does, you know. And, yeah, I'm, I, and I sit there and I'm thinking, I'm paying you to clean my teeth. And you're mm. telling me off for, for me not cleaning them properly. The failed asylum seeker that washes my car doesn't tell me off for making it dirty. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the hygienist, it's very true. you know. The hygienist thinks they've got the the right to do that because, I don't know, maybe they presume they're, they're more educated or something. The guy who washes my car speaks two languages. So, you know, he's just as yeah. smart. But yeah. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, my one. And my one is always telling me, your teeth are falling out and, you, you know, your gums are receding and I get in a real panic. And then I go to see the dentist and they say, no, it's all fine. Right, okay. You know, just drink a bit less Coca-Cola or, or Diet Coke or something. That also doesn't make sense to me. Because if I was a, a dentist, I'd be saying, you should swill with Coca-Cola at least every hour. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> 
that makes that's it's, it makes no sense. Yeah. Dentists are always telling you how to avoid giving them money. What kind of business it's model is true. that? I don't, it's very true. Oh, they do all right. Sense. They do all right. I mean, the way that you know how a dentist calculates their bill? No. They take the price of a brand new Porsche 911 fully loaded. <laughs> they take that figure and they divide that figure by the amount of patients they presume they will see per year, the amount of appointments. And when they divide that by the price of the Porsche, that's what you pay. That's how it's worked out. Oh, that makes so much more sense now. <laughs> yeah, they put other things like X-ray and check. But that's how it is. Uh, it's calculated. Back to the chart now, and at number 16, Feel Better, Live More with Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. The tools to revolutionize how you eat, sleep, move, and relax. 15, Today in Focus from The Guardian. At 14, Law, Dark Historical Tales. Sometimes the truth is more frightening than fiction. At 13, Haunted AF with Julie Fisk and Rebecca Black. What podcasts inspire you? Do you want to take this one, Rebecca? I've been talking too much. That's an easy one. It's my favorite murder. Yeah? Uh, With um, Georgia and Karen. And I think both of us were big fans of that podcast because we love all things murder and true crime and all that kind of stuff. And both of us started listening to it kind of around the same time. And we were like, we're funny. We know how to do radio. We can make this happen. And then fast forward, however many years later, here we are doing Haunted AF. Yeah. Like that's almost exactly what the conversation sounded like. Because uh, we had been doing the Boozy Movies podcast before that. So we had right. been podcasting. It's just no one was really listening to it. And I wasn't, I didn't know what I was doing at that point. I wasn't sharing it properly either. So, but then listening to Georgia and Karen, and they're both just very, just their delivery was very similar to what we had been doing before. Right. And that's the thing. Like we had always loved ghost stories. It just seemed very natural to start doing it. So that's how we fell into it. But I don't think either one of us had been listening to any sort of paranormal podcast before we got started. Yeah. We were just uh, really just listening to those guys. So it's only been literally. Yeah. So it's only been since then. I think that both of us started trying to branch out a little bit and get familiar with the paranormal podcasts. Right. So you came from the radio background, the broadcasting background with an interest in this rather than an interest in the paranormal and looking for a vehicle for it. It was the other way. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. But I mean, literally, though, we we after just chit chatting or whatever, we sort of stumbled onto the fact that we were both into ghost stuff and ghost hunting and ghost stories. And of course, Julie used to have a TV show, a pilot series. What was the TV show, <laughs> Julie? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I taped um, I taped a pilot for a show called I think it was Ghost Hunt. Ghost Hunter, Ghost Hunter, um, back, I mean, a, a really, really long time ago. And it was the worst ghost hunting TV show ever no, because we never, we never found anything. We didn't know that you're supposed to act like you're like seeing things or whatever. So we would like walk around, ooh, but nothing would ever happen. And so it didn't get picked up. And that was the only time that I really kind of uh, tried anything with it. But it's funny, the theme song that we have for Haunted AF Now was the theme song yeah. for that TV show uh, that, that um, oh gosh, what are their names? I can't believe Andrew. I'm Travis. 
Travis and Andrew recorded it for us back then. And I just said, Hey, do you happen to like, cause of course we didn't have any money to put towards a theme right. song, you know? And he was like, yeah, you can just use that old one if you want. So that is a very old theme song, but it still works. I still like it. It does. It was like, it was all meant to be. So yeah, it was. So really, so, out, but here we are now. Well, did it, no, right. maybe the TV show was the pilot for the podcast for Haunted AF. Exactly. Really? <laughs> That's that, what it was. I, we're actually hoping for that. I think that maybe one day it, that could happen. Well, it'd make a great TV show, that's for sure. Coming up, I want to find out why even after all lockdown restrictions have been lifted where you are in Texas, you still record the podcast socially distant from each other. Back to the chart now. And at number 12, The Happiness Lab with Dr. Laurie Santos. Surprising and inspiring stories that will change the way you think about happiness. 11. Sword and Scale. True crime stories about murder, rape, dismemberment and cannibalism. The worst monsters are real. At 10. All the best and worst with Mr and Mrs Hinch. Sophie and Jamie give exclusive access behind the doors of Hinch House. Number 9. Over a Pint with Chance Litchfield and Bobby Nangler. Whereabouts are you guys? Is it Peterborough? No, it's Kettering. It's like Kettering I said, it's Kettering that way. Well, actually, that's... Well, far is Peterborough from Kettering? It's north of me. I'm in Hitchin in Hertfordshire. That's all I know. It's about, what, another half hour north of me, isn't it? Yeah, yeah about another hour. Northamptonshire. Northamptonshire, yeah, OK. Yeah, I think it's 40 minutes. Peterborough's not far. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's Kettering. So... Yeah. It's Kettering, yeah. And when you left school, Bobby, what was your what was your goal? What did you want to do? Uh, I left college. I became a graphics designer. Yeah. And I actually ended up in an apprentice at a shoe factory because I want to work in footwear. But then I also, I've got my fingers in a bit of everything, to be honest. I'm a bit of an artist. Like I make rugs. I make shoes. And I also make a podcast. So like, I do a bit of everything, honestly. He's a proper jack of all trades at the moment. Yeah. He's been I'm doing more man. things... That- <laughs> he's been doing more things this year than a lot of other people who are who say they're busy and this guy still gets up late so there you go <laughs> but but you have a proper you've had a proper job as well haven't you chance yeah yeah i have to get up every day and uh do a proper job as well as what i want to do as well when i come home in my spare time as well so uh, i work construction during the day in the week and then come home and do everything else i want to do and trying to do for the career i want to do in my spare time yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're a real go-getter. Um, I tell you, Bobby went when it was chance he pestered me. What was it? Did, did I advertise wanting for somebody or something? I can't remember. But you got in touch and you didn't get the job. But yeah. about about six weeks later, you rang me up and said, well, you know, "Why didn't I get it? And what's going on?" And I kind of like that. <laughs> that well, you, yeah, you'd push it. So I know I know a lot of people in radio they don't like to be bothered. When, but I don't I don't mind if someone's keen and they want to ask. I, I want to know more about them. Yeah, I think I just got, I was oh, borderline getting a bit desperate to do something. I was like, I, you know, I don't want to go to, don't want to just sort of let something go or just accept accept the failure or whatever. So, because my mum and dad, would, my mum will be on my back and say, you know, if you don't do it, if you don't ask, you don't get things like that. So I was like, yeah, do you know what, I'll do it. And I was really keen to do what you were advertising for and, I liked everything about it and you were, to be honest, I just spoke to you. It was easy to talk to you. It wasn't like hard to get hold of you or anything. I gave you a call and that and then, yeah, we just ended up 
sort of doing other things and you gave me a couple of opportunities. So it was quite easy, to be honest, to, to contact you. It wasn't like I was talking through a chain of people or trying to trying to write to people and getting ignored, if you know what I mean. So, yeah, I thought I'll, I'll speak to yeah. you because it was kind of easier to speak to you than it was for some people trying to speak to big companies and things like that. It was it was yeah, quite, it was quite I easy. Like that. Quite I like that it. direct contract, contact, especially if someone's going to work for me. But I'm the same, you know, when I do radio shows, I answer the phone. I don't have a phone screen. I always answer the And I answer it too if people ring. Whereas, yeah. you know, you well, you get, made a mistake. You didn't block your number when you spoke to me first. So yeah, well, I don't care. Out, you know, I give number. out, you know, I'm not going to give it out now, but I give out my, you know, if it's someone that wants to work with us, something, I give out my mobile number. But I used to, there was, was when I worked for the BBC, they have a a weird system there. And that is you have, you know, producers working on your radio show. And what the producers would do is they they would make some calls to try and get guests in the morning. And then they'd go out for lunch. And then these people who they were trying to book for guests would ring the the radio station and the people who answered the phone would have no idea what they wanted and they'd say no he's gone out for lunch that bloke you'd have to and I used to say well why don't you just give out your mobile number and then even if you're out at lunch they can get oh no we don't give out our mobile number I mean why not if, you, if someone turns yeah. out to be a nuisance you can just block them and you haven't been blocked yet Chance so you're in the good books <laughs> Yeah, it still goes through when I ring you sometimes. It still does go through. So that's a good sign. Exactly. Yeah. Still, it's the same number. Yeah. Still, it's a good, it's yeah. a good sign. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you two guys, you know, a lot of people watching this will think these lads aren't that old. So, so let's be rude and ask how old you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm, oh, I'm 21. 21, yeah. Bobby. Both 21. Mm-hmm. You're both 21. Yeah, so, both like, 21. you've got you've got plenty of time to get this to get this going. And you're both living Hope's at home with, with your with your families. Yeah. Right. So yeah, exactly. you know, <laughs> think you, you know, living cheap, living the dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, in in ten years' time, you mightn't be able to do this because you might have commitments and stuff. So you might find yourself going like, you know, what was I thinking? Why didn't we Why didn't we do more when we had? you know, less responsibility and we could have just gone on <laughs> and done this. So I hope you're appreciating the freedom that you've got right now to do this. It's, it's all good. Definitely, yeah, definitely loving it. Well, we're loving the podcast. It is good stuff. Over a Pint with Chance Litchfield and Bobby Nangler is at number nine this week on the Pod 20. At number eight, Shrine of Duty, the podcast that talks about the TV show that everyone's talking about. Number seven, Freakonomics Radio. Discover the hidden side of everything with Stephen J. Dubner, co-author of the Freakonomics books. Number six, that Peter Crouch podcast. Peter Crouch, Tom Fordyce and Chris Stark bring you their guide to being a professional footballer. Let's check in with my special guest pod stars this week. It's Julie Fisk and Rebecca Black from Haunted AF. And... (laughs) Yes, that's how you have to say it. You've got to say it that way because it's, you know, it's about ghosts and stuff. It's about people's ghost stories. We we were talking earlier, Julie, you're in Dallas. Rebecca, where are you? I'm also in Dallas. You are? How far apart are you? Because it's a big city. Uh, As of right now, we're probably, what, not even 15 miles from each other, maybe five miles from each other. Right. But yeah, is pretty it, close, it, actually. Is it COVID that stopped you getting together or is there another reason? <laughs> Oh, we hate Rebecca each other. smells bad. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> because hasn't Texas airing my dirty laundry? <laughs> but hasn't Texas come out of all the uh, the lockdown restrictions recently? Uh, okay, so on paper, yes, but I think the, yeah. those of us who are still playing it safe have not. So okay, 
All right. Yeah. It was David well, Rankin that told me that. How do you know David? Uh, we we actually have all worked in the same building together at some point. Yeah, because he's a radio um, news guy and you're old yeah. radio pros, presenters, hosts. Yeah, like I'm actually in my radio station building right now and David is like, I don't know, six floors below me. I could just text him, have him come up and hang out. <laughs> How do you know each other? Is it from radio? Yes. Uh, yeah, we actually used to, we did morning shows um, at, in the same building at different radio stations. And so every morning we would talk to each other. We would chat on Facebook and mm -hmm. pretty much like complain about our co-hosts. And, uh, and that's how we became friends. We started reviewing movies together as well for CBS radio at the time. And right. then I got fired because radio. Because radio, uh, yeah. 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 And, um, but we kept doing podcasts together. We had a movie podcast for a while called Boozy Movies, where we would get drunk and go to movie screenings or reverse that. We would go to movie screenings and get drunk right. and then review yeah. the movie. And right. uh, that's how good it was. And, we don't even remember what the podcast was about. <laughs> yeah. It was just us rambling. Uh, but yeah. then we started running it together. Right. And what I like about the podcast is something that I, you know, I even did a talk about this at a, a, a convention in, in London once, is that so much of radio these days is people reading out loud stuff, reading people's texts or reading emails, and less of it is actually getting the real people on to tell those their stories. And what your podcast really does is get people on to tell the freakiest stories and they're hilarious. <laughs> Was that a deliberate thing? Because that's much harder to do than than reading out whatever somebody sent you. Was that a deliberate? How did that? Was that there from the very beginning, or did you go? You know what? We should get this person on. Um, Rebecca, you want to take that or? I mean, I think it was deliberate because the way we started was we know so many people that have ghost stories. So we started by asking our friends. And I mean, who better to trust than your actual friends, right? Because you know they're yeah. not going to be trying to, you know, pull the wool over everybody's eyes kind of a thing. And so that's where it started. And then, um, yeah, we just, it just sort of kept going from there. And people would get excited about the podcast and wanting to tell their stories. And we love hearing their voices, their accents, uh, it just adds another dimension to what we're doing. Yeah, I well, love And it's funny. It's funny because when you read the reviews, people, um, they usually complain about Rebecca and I that yes. we are annoying or we laugh and scream too much at the stories that they love. The callers, they love the people who yep. are calling in. And since it is, you know, an international show, we have people from all over the world. And it's so cool to just hear these stories. It's kind of like... Yeah. unifying and intimate to know that we all have these creepy things going on. Yeah. And it's hard to then describe it, you know, because one of my favorite calls was the one, actually, there's a video of it and it's the guy. And if I say it now, anyone watching this who hasn't heard the call will think, okay. And, and it was a guy who, he was like 16 and he went round to a girl's place and there was some little miniature figurines that started moving right now, you know, the call. <laughs> The, that's Bobby Mac. Stories. That's Bobby yeah. Mac. Yeah, it, it's all in the way he tells it. Because if you were to read that out, it'd be like, yeah, I went round to my girlfriend's place, and you know, and I thought I was gonna get lucky, and then we, she, these things yeah. moved, and I thought her dad came home. It's it's, but the way he puts it across, it's just golden, and the way you two react to it as well, um, because it is just a just a wonderful, a, a wonderfully told story. And that, 
yeah, I think that really makes it. And that is quite unusual, not only in podcasts, but in radio to actually get Whoa. people on and tell their stories these days for right. some reason. So when I was younger, I was about 16 years old. I had met this girl. She was kind of weird, but she had big old so I could not say no, dude. Like, And she tells me that the house that she lives in is haunted. Her mom and dad went out of town. So I was like, it's about to go down, man. It's about to go down. We started messing around. You know, like, I'm 16. I don't know nothing, man. I don't know where what goes where. I don't know shit. So on top of her dresser, she had like some ceramic like little figurines in it, right? Right. She was like, hey, talk dirty to me. So I started saying some nasty shit. I remember what I said. So then when I started talking dirty to this girl, these ceramic figurines, they didn't fall off. Like they flew off the top of that dresser and up against the wall. Clearly you were making the earth move. (laughs) And when he very first called us, when we got him on the air and we were recording him, we thought we were being punked because he was dropping just obscenity after obscenity. And he starts immediately telling this gross story about when he was a teenager hooking up with this chick. So we thought we were, it was just a prank. And uh, and so we're just kind of rolling with it. And then he got to the scary stuff and we're like, whoa, this is real. Uh, But you know, even some of the stories you could tell it's just somebody in their car whispering into their phone or something because they don't want anybody to hear them. I, those are great too, because even when they're fumbling and saying "um" a million times, it's all—it's just very real. Yeah. So that's my favorite part is when we get, we do get people who are in their car and they're trying to be quiet and they're trying to hurt, uh, hide from their like work coworkers and stuff. And I'm like, how funny is it that you don't want to get called out by your coworker, but you're more than willing to share your experience on a podcast where like a gajillion people are listening. <laughs> yeah, people are strange. Julie Fisk and Rebecca Black from Haunted AF will be back next week on the Pod 20. We're into the top five now, and at number five, Conan O'Brien needs a friend. After 25 years at the late night desk, Conan has never made a real and lasting friendship with any of his celebrity guests. So, he started a podcast to fix that. Number four, Crime Junkie. If you can never get enough true crime, congratulations, you've found your people. Number three, five-minute news from the broadcaster, Anthony Davis. Anthony... Have you got a serving suggestion for five-minute news? Have it with your breakfast, you know? Listen to it in the bath. Listen to it while you're driving. It's only five minutes. It's just five minutes of, of... It's three of the most important stories in the world. It's not the biggest stories in the world. I didn't mention Harry and Meghan. The week that kicked off, I didn't mention it. Mm. Who cares? Hmm. And anyway, everyone got the story wrong. The story wasn't the fact that the royal family might have wanted to have known what color the baby was going to be. The story was that Harry told on them. The story was that Harry went public with it. Yeah. So I saw the real story in there and I was like, do I do that? And I was like, there are people dying. Like people are having their their votes taken away from them. There are people who are you know, still quarantining because of, you know, or can't go and see their relatives in a hospital because of coronavirus lockdown. No one gives a monkeys about Harry and Meghan. It's not important enough. And yet the mainstream media carried it as the biggest story for three days. Yeah. Five minute news didn't touch it. And that's very important to me. It's like, what is important in the world? I'll give you the three most important stories. And, and, and other networks might not even mention them. But if I feel they're important to us in this new woke 
society where we actually give a toss about other people for a change, not just ourselves, then those are the stories that I'll do. And and I, I it's the best work I've ever done, really. You know, it might be the shortest program and because and, people always go, oh, you know, we miss you on the radio. Now, this is way more important than that. And how do you choose this the is, lead story then? Well, at the end of every episode, you'll hear me say that Five Minute News focuses on on inequality, uh, politics, um, health, climate. And oddly, I created this before the pandemic, a, a show about and, and before they announced a climate crisis as well. So like, you know, a show about health. <laughs> this is why it got so successful so quickly is because literally the pandemic hit like five months after I started this. And it, it blew my mind like, wow, I couldn't believe the number of downloads. And I've never really thought of Five Minute News as a podcast. You know, I really think of it as a news network and a news service. It just is carried on all of the podcast platforms. And it's also on YouTube, you know, visualized. And it's it's a very, um, it just has to be accessible everywhere. You know, you, you don't need to download it. You can stream it wherever you are. And most of the people listen to it weirdly in America on Pandora, which is a, a music streaming service. But 40% of the listenership comes through Pandora. But in answer to your question, the biggest story is the one that really kind of upsets me the most. You know, I often think that emotion is so missing from the news. When we watch newsreaders on TV, they're supposed to give no emotion on British news. Mm. In American news, they're furious. <laughs> but on British news, they're, they're, it's emotionless. And I never understood that. I was like, wow, here you are talking about a child being ripped from their mother's arms. And you're telling me like you're just reading the the out of out of the phone book and so i really decided to make five minute news emotive and when i'm telling the story when i'm reading the story i feel it and if it's sad i get upset but i still keep my voice i still maintain my my confidence but you'll be able to hear, as you get to know me through 5-Minute News, that I'm feeling this because it's important. And then that's something I think we haven't really heard before. This hybrid model between this kind of BBC-sounding news, but actually delivered with soul and with heart. And really, you know, triple-checking these stories. Make it real. And... I also feel like people have so much to do these days. You know, they have so much work on, multiple jobs. You know, wages never rose with inflation. So people are, you know, they're driving Uber one minute and then they're working in the pet store the next minute. It's, it's exhausting. And so they just, to add having to scroll searching endlessly for some truthful news is just, forget it. When are they supposed to do that? So five minute news is like, if you don't have time for the news, if you're not one of those people that sits down and watches the news, you know, everyone used to watch news at 10. The viewing figures are very low now. Hmm. People get the news in other ways. This is for people that don't have the time to go looking for the news, but they'll be informed. They'll get the three biggest stories of the day or the most important stories of the day. And they just have to trust me. I'm going to do the work for them. It's a great podcast. And that's probably why it's at number three this week. Five Minute News from Anthony Davis on the Pod 20. At number two, The Lazarus Heist from the BBC World Service. The podcast that tells the true story of what was almost the perfect crime. 
It involves a Hollywood movie, Kim Jong-un, and a devastating cyber attack. The Lazarus Heist from the BBC World Service at number two. And at number one... For the second week in a row... Obsessed with... Celebrity superfans take a forensic look at Line of Duty. That's it for episode 52 of the Pod 20. Thanks to this week's guest pod stars, Julie Fisk, Rebecca Black, Piper Terrett, Chance Litchfield, Bobby Nangler and Anthony Davis. Next week, my special guest is the builder-turned-broadcaster, Andy Stevens, from the podcast Build It. You're a busy man, Andy. What have you been up to today? We started a project today called Perfect 10, which is um, in conjunction with the construction industry charity, The Lighthouse Club, which has been going since 1956, that help all people in construction and families uh, with physical, mental and financial health. And obviously, with the current sort of last year or so of COVID, very few fundraisers have gone ahead. Yeah. Um, so I've bought a small two-up, two-down semi-detached cottage um, and I'm knocking half of it down, putting a big double extension on, and I'm giving 10% of profits to the charity. All tradespeople are donating 10% of wages, and companies are donating uh, 10% of materials or just donating the materials. So we're looking at achieving a minimum of 10,000, although uh, if it's not 15 plus, I'll be annoyed. Wow. Oh, well, that's all good, and that's got everybody on site all fired up to get this done. Well, yeah, we had a bit of a sun trap today, though. So we actually had to finish a little bit early because a few of the boys had, you don't, ex- you know, we've had cold weather, haven't we? Yeah. So we didn't bring suntan lotion or anything. So one bloke had a beanie on because he was just, he's got no hair. Right. So he was, he was burning up without that on. And, ah, uh, but it, it's great to be back on a job. I've missed it. I mean, because you started as a builder and then you became a broadcaster. So how long since you've actually, you, how long have you been off the tools then? 18 months. Wow, that's a long time. Probably um, nearly 18 months, yeah. I So started off developing, then we had the 0708 crash, set up the building company we got a few awards for, including extension of the year and bathroom of the year. And then about 18 months ago, having had a few years presenting and broadcasting and my heart kind of left it. And then brilliantly, I've been able to go back into developing, but do it as a charity project. So... Um, I'm happy as a pig in the proverbials because I'm doing both, which is great. So I'm trying to keep everything updated on social media because it's the first day today. So we're ripping out a conservatory and a ground floor bathroom and just good to be back and, and grafting again. Yet at the same time, as you say, you know, presenting it. Well, we'll find out more about that, I'm sure, and other stuff and the podcast Build It next week. Andy Stevens, my special guest on the Pod 20. If you'd like to watch extended video chats with my guests, check them out on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel. What will happen on the podcast radio chart next week? Will Obsessed With be at the top of the chart for a third week? Will your favourite podcast be number one? Find out with me, Graham Mack, and influence the chart by making a recommendation at thepodcastradio.co.uk. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, Shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. 
You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweitz, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects.